Welcome. Well, you're at home with Jim and Joy, and you are an important part of our EWTN family. And we would love to hear from you. So send us an email with your question or your comment to jimandjoy at EWTN.com. And I know many of you are at home preparing as Thanksgiving is coming up. Today's the day before Thanksgiving, so we've got yeah. a lot going on in your house. And we pray for you that you have great grace, great peace, and great joy in whatever you'll be doing. So our guest yeah. today is going to be Dr. Bob Schutz. Now, Dr. Bob Schutz brings 35 years of experience as a therapist for married couples, and he was also an adjunct professor, and he is the founder of the John Paul II The Healing Center, with, which provides healing and conferences and resources. He's the author of many books, but the book that we're gonna talk about today is called Be Devoted, mm -hmm. and this great book is about restoring friendship, passion, and communion in your marriage. Did you know you're supposed to be your spouse's friend? Hopefully your spouse's best friend. And what you, what you just listed there, Joy, is well, you know, we said he's a therapist and has done all the teaching. So much of this comes out of his marriage to Margie yes. of 42 years. It's successes, failures, and, and renewal that came out of that at the end of her life with them. And so he's walked the walk mm -hmm. and he lives what he teaches. Choice, say a word about her choice banquet. So or, last week, yeah. uh, we had a lot going on in our lives, but last week we had our banquet center. for her choice. Now, you know, Jim and I run a pregnancy medical center, which we've done since 2009. And here's a picture of Dr. Han and his beautiful wife, Peg. And Dr. Han is the founder yeah. of her choice. And um, with them in the picture is Jorel Godsey, and he's the president of Heartbeat International, which is a worldwide <clears throat> ministry that oversees um, pregnancy medical resource centers. And there's a picture of yep. you, Jim, yep. because you were the MC and of the night. Staff, and these staff. are some of my beautiful staff ladies, and um, some great pictures of the events. We yep. were staying, we didn't want to get too crazy about. Um, Thanksgiving yeah. and autumn, but we kept it beautiful and elegant as we could. Yeah. And it was over 400 people. Yeah. Um, we, you know, you're the ministry development yeah. guy. So you're the one that makes all of this happen in contacting the people, <laughs> making sure the people come. Um, a lot goes into it. And it was a great banquet, great success. And meaning we're going to be there for one more year um, by God's mercy and grace because he has provided. And I know this to be true. God's work done God's way will never lack God's supply. So thank you, Jim. It was a great banquet. So let's all together continue to build a new culture of life and marriage in the family because life, marriage, and the family will prevail. We'll be right back. Plenty more to come. Please don't go away. Welcome back. Well, you're at home with Jim and Joy, and today our guest is Dr. Bob Schutz. He's been on our show before. Dr. Bob Schutz is with us. He's a therapist, 
for married couples, and he is the founder of the John Paul II Healing Center. And he is the author of many books, which I have read, but this great book is Be Devoted. It's restoring friendship, passion, and communion in your marriage. And this great book is available at EWTNRC.com. And Bob does conferences, and he's going to tell us all about it. And I want to tell you all that I had the privilege of going to one of his conferences. I took my best friend Barb with me, and uh, it was awesome. I, my soul needed it. I, I had no agenda. I just wanted to go and let God do whatever he wanted to do. And so we chose uh, healing the whole person. And we went, it was in Memphis, right outside Tennessee somewhere. I forget the name of the cute little town. It was a great town. And, um, and it was just, a, it was great. And so I highly recommend um, go to his website, John Paul II Healing Center. Um, go to the website, look out where conferences are, and uh, see if it lines up with your life and time mm. for you to go. Mm. Well, Bob, we welcome you to At Home, and we are so excited to have you. But we want you to tell our family all about the John Paul II Healing Center and what it does. Yeah, thank you, Jim and Joy. It's great, great to see you again, be with you. Uh, I remember sitting there on the couch across from you the last time, and I uh, appreciate you accommodating me as uh, I can't make it in person, but we can do it virtually. Well, we're so very glad uh, to have you. And of course, today we're focusing on uh, engagement and marriage, but tell us about the center and, and what the vision is for the center. What's the you know, direction of it and who can be touched by it? What would people find when they come to the site? Yeah, um, you know, like probably in, in your ministries, you don't plan things, they, they just kind of evolve uh, and the spirit leads you. And that's really how the John Paul II Healing Center started. And um, we offer a lot of conferences and resources. And as, as you mentioned, it was great to see you there, Joy. Uh, when I was, I was surprised at first and, you know, it took me a second to make the connection and it was, it was just a good surprise. Um, but we put on a lot of different conferences. And uh, as I retired from, as a therapist, I was doing that for 35 years, as you mentioned, and as a teacher, this was the next step that God was leading to reach uh, a larger part of the church. And so we work with uh, every, we have bishops conferences and religious superior conferences and married couple conferences and conferences for the whole church, like the healing the whole person. Uh, and uh, basically focused on the teaching of John Paul II, but also incorporating this charism of healing so that uh, we're taking the teaching of the church in a very uh, practical way of, of looking at how we can bring healing into the lives of individuals, families, marriages, just the church overall. Mm. Well, I loved, I loved so much about the conference. And I love some of the verbiage that that was there. Um, you know, one of the things in talking about healing the whole person, just about the ruptures that happened to us in our lives, like there were ruptures of love, like maybe something went wrong in our families, maybe in our parents' marriage, um, 
th those kind of things, which really, it made, it was a beautiful word picture, painful, but, but like that's, it, it was helpful just to hear um, that verbiage that way where you could then say, is God come into mm. this place and heal anything that is broken that needs to be restored? And there certainly was a lot of room for the Holy Spirit to do his great work. Yeah, thank you. It, it's amazing every time just to see individual, every conference is individual and this Holy Spirit's just present in a way that's meeting the people that are there and working through our team, which is just such a gift to do, as you know, as you, as you do with your work. Well, you know, it's, I was saying to Joy as I was reading the book and reflecting back on our, you know, first show with you, and I just, I'm kind of getting not only you, but what you do and the vision. And I said to Joy, you know, this is really, the, the book is just so good, you know, be devoted and focusing on engagement in marriage and what's important, what's the key information people to know regarding the teaching of the church and, uh, you know, being together and their prayer life and so on. But then you, you're, you're always referring to as well what you were saying, Joy, the, the woundedness, the ruptures in life that, you know, we all grow up with in some form or fashion that maybe we've overcome or maybe we haven't overcome. Maybe we're not even aware. And so, you know, I think you know, our focus, you know, maybe my focus is sharing about life, sharing about marriage, sharing about the family, all the good stuff about it. But I do a lot less on the woundedness. And that's just so, so critical or people really... They want to embrace, you know, mm. the, the good, but they can't. And some know why and some don't know why. And so this all goes together in your vision, your teaching, your sharing. And then you, you, got, you invoke the Holy Spirit and you make room for the Holy Spirit to, to do what only the Holy Spirit and the Blessed Trinity can do. So that's what I'm catching about your vision. Is that pretty accurate or what else? <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, that's very accurate. And, you know, Joy, as you mentioned about the ruptures, I my own family, the, the divorce of my parents, where we were a strong Catholic family, it looked like in appearance, and then it just really breaks trust and it breaks hope. And so when I got married, I had a lot of hope and I had a lot of trust, but um, there were places of my heart that I hadn't dealt with from my parents' divorce. And so it was creating a fearfulness and a, and a uh, if you will, self-protection in my own heart. Uh, that made it difficult for me to live what I was teaching and live what I was seeing in my counseling. And, and I really realized in my therapy with other couples and then my own therapy that those areas of our hearts where there's been ruptures really affect our ability to love each other well and to re give and receive love. Mm. And, and that's really what the book is about. Yeah. Yeah. You know, one of the things, uh, you know, when I was serving as a, as a pastor in the Episcopal Church, Joy and I would do... Um, six months of premarital counseling, like every other week or whatever. And um, one of the areas that I really had to come to grips with um, was this whole area, and we don't have to go deeply into this, but we, about pregnancy loss. And it's a question that's not usually asked or, or in any kind of a form when people are engaged. But it plays such an influential role in the marriage that they are going to undertake this whole area of pregnancy loss and, and what kind of pregnancy loss was that and, and being possibly post-abortive men and women and so on. But we didn't deal with that for years. And then we just finally saw, this is so influential in people's lives. We need to ask the question and explore this. And so that's just one area. But you're saying there's many, many areas. 
and as well as you know, training people you know, in what's the truth regarding marriage and the family to give yourselves freely, faithfully, fully, fruitfully, so important. And so many people don't know that going in, which is a travesty and which can lead to an annulment uh, possibility. But we're not addressing at all, what are you bringing into this marriage? You know, like what's happened? Do you need to explore these things and give opportunity to do so? Yeah, as you mentioned, uh, I think it's a great uh, silence, and I'm glad you, you're all doing that work with uh, couples and pregnancy and life. But um, as an example, a teenager who's given up a child for adoption or a teenager who's given had an abortion or a married couple who's had an abortion or, or lost a child, this has such huge impact in their capacity to love. You know, we know the statistics with children or couples who are married and they lose a child uh, who they've had, and there's a high divorce rate. And why? Because it's it's hard for them to open their hearts again to love, to trust, to open. And so how much more is that the case when before marriage these things are happening and it's really a silent pain that nobody sees, nobody knows? Mm. What was the catalyst for your book, you know, that you finally said, I need to, you know, I really feel compelled to write this book on Be Devoted. It's a, good, it's a great title. Devotion's not a word you hear very much anymore. You know, what is devotion? Why did you feel so compelled to say, I, I've got to write on this, what it means to be devoted? Yeah, the, the final inspiration came uh, really at my wife's wake and uh, a woman who's on our team who really is our event coordinator for our marriage conferences came up and said, I think it's time to write the book. I've been doing these marriage conferences for years and it always felt like there was a book that was needed to be written to reach a larger audience. And uh, I didn't feel ready. I just felt um, like uh, my heart wasn't ready and it wasn't time. And, you know, at the, at the, at my wife's wake, Margie's wake, uh, We'd been married for 42 years and, you know, she had a uh, brain disease and, you know, just a really rapid decline. And uh, we can talk about that maybe more in a second. But um, just at the wake, and she said that it was kind of surprising. It was out of context, but it was like a witness of the Holy Spirit that it was time. And so in those months after, it was really great therapy for me uh, <laughs> to be writing uh, and to reflecting on my mar our marriage as well as uh, marriage in general, you know, and all that I'd learned uh, as a marriage therapist and in my marriage. But the, the title comes from actually an argument that we had, uh, and I smile now, but it wasn't very funny at the moment. <laughs> but it was, uh, again, uh, the wounds in my own heart, I was having a hard time giving my heart to my wife, and I was struggling in our marriage at that point uh, with being affectionate and being uh, really involved emotionally. And Margie said to me, I, I said to her, I said, I'm committed. I'm committed to this marriage. And she said, I don't want your commitment. I want your devotion. And it, and it really shocked me. Uh, you know, first of all, it was like my commitment was important to me based on what I saw with my parents. But uh, she was asking for something more, and I think the Lord asked for something more. We don't, you know, we may be committed in our faith, but the Lord wants our devotion. He wants mm -hmm. our hearts. 
And the same thing, our spouses want our hearts. They don't want just to know that I'm there because I'm committed to being there. Uh, and for a lot of us, we have to deal with those areas of woundedness to be able to be devoted, but we also need to learn what that looks like in practice. And so that was really the context of the book is looking at the five areas of communion in marriage. How do we build that intimacy and that connection and that love? And then when that's threatened in any way from past offenses or present circumstances in the marriage, how do we restore and heal those wounds and restore the trust that's been broken? Well, and you know, obviously an important part in our, uh, you were skilled as a therapist, as a counselor, um, and sometimes so on the outside looking in, everybody thinks, oh, you two have great marriage because you're a therapist or, you know, Jim was a pastor and, oh, you talk about everything and you share each other's hearts and dreams. And, and sometimes mm -hmm. it's not that way, is it? And so how important was a prayer in your marriage with Margie? How important was prayer in general? Yeah, in, in your marriage with one another. Yeah, it was very important uh, to me. It was very important. And to Margie, she was uncomfortable praying together. Um, and so there were times when we'd go on vacation and she would offer to pray together. But on a daily basis, uh, it was really important to me. I really impor is my, important in my teaching and everything else. And it was it was a struggle for her to feel comfortable to do that together. Uh, and so you know, as I prayed about that, I, I felt like the Holy Spirit says, just until she's ready, pray for your marriage and intercede for both of you. Mm -hmm. And then we would pray grace at meals and things like that. But in terms of what I recommend at the conferences and in the book, uh, we weren't doing that until the end of our yeah. uh, marriage. And, uh, and it was such a blessing yes. to be able to do that together. Yeah. I, I, re I remember reading a portion of, of the book, and it's, I'm bringing this up, we just have a couple of minutes before the break, but it must have been nearing the end, you know, for her life, and you guys redid your vows, I think, and you, you shared that, and it was just so natural, it was so there, and prayer just flowed so beautifully. Share a word about that. Yeah, um, I had always wanted to share daily communion with her, and again, it wasn't something in her heart, but on those last several months of her life, uh, I was able to bring her home communion, and uh, we would pray together, and uh, yeah, and in re redoing the vows, it was a very moving moment. Again, I, I had asked her many times if we could renew our vows, mm -hmm. uh, reaffirm our vows, and uh, and she kind of put it off, put it off. But uh, in that last couple weeks before she died, uh, she was in a wheelchair, and I got down on my knees, and uh, just saying those words were so powerful at that moment. It was. Uh, you know, for richer, for poor, in sickness mm. and in health, mm. uh, in good times and in bad, till death do us part, knowing that death was coming unless God did a miracle there. Mm. Uh, and just tears in both of our eyes. And uh, it was just such a beautiful reaffirmation of what we had promised each other 42 years earlier. Mm. Bob, we're going to take a break at this point and hold you over for the final segment. Uh, the name of the book, again, is Be Devoted, Restoring Friendship, Passion, and Communion in Your Marriage. It's great for engaged couples as well. We'll be right back. Plenty more to come. Please don't go away.
continuing our conversation with Bob Schutz, the John Paul II Healing Center and author of the book, Be Devoted. So Bob, I, when we broke for the break, you were sharing about as your wife's life was nearing uh, its end and just the, the kind of new or deepening of intimacy that broke out. And you mentioned in the book, you know, that's really important to, you know, look at your mate, look at your spouse and understand they're not always going to be with you, to understand there really is a parting this life and going mm -hmm. on to the next life. And so you kind of underline that in terms of the way we should be looking at one another and how we could live so much better if we really understood, you know, time might be shorter than you think. Underline that point for us with our family. Yeah, what we, as you say that, it brings me back to right after Margie died, uh, Christopher West who and Wendy wrote the foreword for the book and uh, he called me and just wanted to express his compassion and concern. And he said, you know, I realized that what you just went through, we're all gonna go through. Mm. He said, uh, it was really sobering moment for me just to realize that I have Wendy here and I can cherish her every moment. And, you know, it's one of the things that you really realize when it's over is you look back in those moments that you failed to cherish, uh, you failed to communicate, you failed to see the other person, you were caught up in your own busyness or your own pain or your own uh, ego stuff. And, you know, just, uh, again, another experience of that was right after Margie died. I was on my first travel and we were doing a marriage conference actually, unveiled marriage conference. And I, I uh, reached my cell phone to call her mm. and realized there was nobody on the other end. Mm. And how many times I'd taken it for granted yeah. the ease of that call, you know, and and coming home and giving her a kiss and hugging her and, you know, having somebody there yeah. on the other end. And it's just those things we take for granted so often yeah. that are the precious moments of marriage. Thank you. That sobers us up indeed mm -hmm. as couples. Joy? It does. Yeah. Well, you know, in the book, you, you divide it into two parts about becoming one and healing and reconciliation. Tell our family about that, why the two parts? Yeah, and, and I, when couples ask me uh, what should they focus on, if couples are really in trouble, I tell them go to the second part first and then the first part. But if they haven't had a lot of woundedness, then start in the first part and then the, go to the second part. First part is the five levels of communion are really how to build a, a holy and healthy marriage. And it's kind of like uh, fl uh, floors to a house. You know, the foundation is the spiritual unity and then the emotional intimacy and then the companionship and then the teamwork and then the sexual intimacy is at the top. And if we try to have sexual intimacy without teamwork or without companionship or without emotional intimacy or without spiritual unity, there's something really deeply missing. And, you know, the, the, the idea in the book is how do we build that kind of yeah. communion at all those levels so that it can be full as we enter in mm -hmm. uh, to emotional intimacy, to companionship, to yeah. teamwork. Bob, thank you for outlining that for us. Thank God we have tomorrow, Lord willing, at Thanksgiving Day we're going to spend with you. And you can unpack more fully for us this wonderful book, Be Devoted, Restoring Friendship, Passion, and Communion in Your Marriage. You're an important part of this family. You're never alone, and you're always at home with Jim and with Joy. Bye now.